chapter number 20. 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. And uh, we kind of alluded to this, I don't know, I guess a week or two ago in one of my sermons, but there's a couple of the points that I really want to draw out of this as we go in and prepare uh, to worship tonight. Um, are you there? Second Chronicles chapter 20. Let's start reading at verse uh, number 20. Amen. And, and what I want to do is I want to kind of set the stage for what's going to be happening uh, in this place tonight. Um, because it's very, very important. I, I think that overall that we don't always see the significance of our praise. Praise oftentimes precedes the blessing. Praise oftentimes precede God moving in a significant and powerful way. And so when we understand that, then I think tonight before, before we sing, we're going to know why we're singing. Amen. And we're going to sing with a lot of joy. We're going to sing with confidence. Because we understand that it moves the throne room of God. And so, and what we want to do uh, here tonight uh, is I'm going to give you two examples, Old Testament, New, uh, New Testament, of what the power of praise can do. And, and then what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to sing and we're going to praise. And after we sing and praise, we'll pray a little bit and then we're going to have testimony time. And after testimony time, we'll pray a little bit more and then we will prepare to go in and eat. Amen? So, a familiar passage of scripture. Jehoshaphat, as we, you probably are aware of the story, is uh, in a situation that he needs help. And he called on the name of the Lord. So everybody, they fasted and they prayed together. God uh, spoke prophetically through a prophet who said to them that they did not need to fight the battle, but that they simply needed to stand still, position themselves, and see what God was going to do. Now, I want that to stay in your minds, okay? So they rose early in the morning, and they went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. Everybody say believe. That's very important. He says, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. But he also says, believe in his prophets. How many of you received a prophetic word this week who were here? Some folks say you were, I know some folks say you were a prophetic word. But here's the thing. You got to believe now that the thing that you prayed and asked God for, that you already have. You may say, well, Pastor, I, I have not seen the full manifestation of it yet. Doesn't mean you don't have it. A lot of times the Bible says that the people of God oftentimes that they believed God and they had not yet received the promises, at least not in their time frame. But yet they praised God as if the breakthrough had already happened. 
that's where we're trying to go tonight. You got to think in your minds tonight, before we go into praise and celebration of what God has done, I want you to think about what you've been asking God to do for you this week. I want you to think about that. And then I want you to say, and I want you to believe, that, you know what, Lord, I thank you that it's already done. Do y'all hear me? That's important. Because something, it triggers the throne room of heaven. You'll see what we're talking about here in a moment. So he says, believe in the Lord your God. Now he says, believe and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you will prosper is what he says. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. And who should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army and were saying, here's what they were saying. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Do you hear that? Now, I, I, want, to, I want to call your attention to a couple of things. You notice that they still have not picked up a sword. They have not picked up a sword. In fact, they're not even preparing to fight. All they're doing is they're coming together, and now they're talking about worshiping God. Can I ask you a question? What does that have to do with warfare? What does that have to do? I mean, we're about, we're, 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 we're about to be blown off the map, and here Jehoshaphat is saying, He's, he's consulting with the people. He said, look, uh, do you sing tenor, sing tenor? Can you sing bass, sing the bass? Uh, can you play the guitar player? Here's what I, he started appointing the musician and setting them in place to worship and to praise God as their whole nation was being threatened. But they heard a prophetic word. Believe in the Lord. Believe in the Lord. Believe in the Lord and his prophets. They believe, the evidence that they believe is they got everybody together and they said, you know what, we, we're going we're gonna to praise God. Now I want you to see something else here. And, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, in verse 21, and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever, now, look at verse 22. When they begin to sing, everybody say sing, and to praise, everybody say praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Amnon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. So at what point did the Lord set the ambush? He set the ambush when? When they got ready to praise. Or when they began to praise. Do you notice what it says in verse 22, that first line? Now, when they began to sing, it's as if God was saying, I'm not going to move until you move. It was as if God was saying, if you believe me, show me. Because as soon as they begin to sing, Soon as they begin to sing, praise the Lord, then he set ambushes. God is saying to us tonight that as we begin 
begin to sing and to worship God. Not waiting. Listen to me, because some of you might be thinking this. So not saying, well, well, well Pastor, let me, I'm going to wait and see what God, no, 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 that, you know, God don't work like that. Let me spare you. You can't make a bargain with God like that. Well, God, will you do what you do, then I'll do what I do. No, 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 no. The just shall live by faith. You show up first. You give God the praise first. And when, as we do that, then God will set the ambush. Maybe, is it possible that God has just been waiting for you to open your mouth and to thank him for what he's already done? What you prayed for, your attitude going into the night, we're setting the pace. The attitude is, I already got it. I know God has already done it. I don't have to worry about it no more. I'm already free. I prayed. I've asked God. I'm already free. I have the petitions that I, I desire from God. And the evidence of that is I'm going to praise him. Just as if I got it now because reality, you do by faith. You got to believe that. You got to believe God that way. And then turn on over to Acts chapter 16. That's the Old Testament example. And here's the New Testament example. Acts chapter 16, the Apostle Paul, and we'll start in verse number 16 through 26. Now, it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us. What verse did we say we're starting at? Okay. Now, it happened as we went, hold on, hold on for one second. I'm sorry. I apologize. Y'all still there? All right. Uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Now, it happened as they went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Now, I want you to understand something. So, Paul and Silas is doing the right thing. Amen. They're preaching the gospel. And this lady who is practicing divination, she's bringing the city much money. So, people get upset because Paul is preaching this gospel and he's, a, he's threatening their economic status. And so, they drag them to the marketplace to the authorities. Now, I want I mind you, they're serving God. Amen. They're serving God here. And they brought them to the magistrate and said, these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them. The magistrate tore off their clothes, commanded them to be beaten with rods. So now they're getting beat. They're being thrown in jail for doing what God told them to do. I mean, sometimes it seems like even when you do what God tells you to do, that things still happen. And that, and that what we go through, 
See, some people, see, they, they tell you, they don't tell you the whole truth and they tell you that when you walk with God, everything is just supposed to be. No, no, no. Oftentimes you'll find that when you are doing the will of God, the enemy wants to attack you. But don't be alarmed about that. Don't be all surprised. But you need to stand firm. Now watch what happens. Because you think now Paul might be a little bit discouraged, right? Might be a little bit depressed. And uh, he said in verse 21, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us to teach being Romans who receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them. Magistrates tore off their clothes, commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison. Now it gets worse. Now I'm being thrown in jail for preaching the gospel. Commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened the feet, their feet in the stocks. Now, this is pretty bad, amen? I mean, he's in jail. He's been beat up. If you want to say that police brutality, this was it right here. Rodney King wasn't the first one. It was right here. <laughs> they got beat up, pretty bad, thrown into jail. But here's the difference. They didn't commit a crime. You think that they will get in that jail and they would say, you know what? I'm done with serving God. This is, this is terrible. I mean, every time I turn around, I'm, I find trouble. I find trouble. But, but what do they do? But at midnight, midnight is the time most of you all asleep, aren't you? Uh-huh. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. Now, what do you think they were praying about? You think they might have been praying about what they were going through? You think they might have been praying about their situation or their circumstance? Think they may have been praying, saying, God, give us the grace, give us the strength to endure this, God. Is it possible that they could have been saying, Lord, we are locked up in this jail, but God, we know that you're going to get us up out of here. God, we know, God, that you're going to move. We, in fact, Lord, we already believe it. That's my conviction. I believe they were praying a prayer of faith. Lord, we thank you because they knew that you can't go wrong doing the will of God. You can't go wrong whenever you do right by God. Do you hear me? And so at midnight, they begin this to, watch this, to pray. And I believe they pray, and then they start singing. I wish I knew what that hymn was they were singing. Bible says they pray and they sang hymns to God. And who was listening? Is that the only one you think was listening? Is the only ones you think were listening was just the prisoners? Who else do you think was listening? Uh-huh. Y'all know y'all Bibles, don't you? God. God was listening. Watch this. Because here again, I want you to understand something. Look at verse 26. Suddenly. Suddenly, but you notice that suddenly didn't come until they started doing what? Okay, now suddenly, there was a great earthquake. Do you think there just happened to be an earthquake at that moment? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there would be somebody who's a skeptic would say, oh, you know, that just happened. That just coincidence. Uh, it ain't no coincidence that it, the earthquake just happened to happen when they started singing and further it gets better to why we know it just wasn't a consequential earthquake. 
And there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken. And immediately, all the doors, not some of the doors, all the doors opened and everyone's chains were what? Loose. See, I believe that when we praise God and we worship God, we pray and we praise. We pray and we praise. That it triggers the spirit of God to move on our behalf. It's a trigger. Because when God sees that, he says, they're acting like that and I haven't even done nothing yet. He's, I haven't moved yet. And look at them. They believe me. They believe. Look at them. They are singing. They are praising me. I, listen, they got a whole army coming against them to destroy them and annihilate them. And they got musicians out and they're singing. I haven't done it yet, but they believe me because they're worshiping me. And, and the Bible says that, that suddenly there was an earthquake. The foundation of the prison was shaken and everybody got loose. I want you to understand something. There's power in your praise. And it's not something that we just say as a cliche because we're bored to say anything else. It's not like we're here to say, well, you know, pastor, you know, I, I, you know singing is not my thing. It ain't, it ain't about singing. You may not want to sing. Just open your mouth and praise him. Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. Pastor, Lord, I can't sing. Okay, Lord, I bless you. You can do that. And bless him because when God, God sees that and it blesses his heart. And it provokes him to move. Now, everything that we prayed about this week, I want you, everything you prayed about, here's what you need to say tonight. By faith, Lord, I thank you that you heard me. Isn't that, what, isn't that what Jesus did before he raised Lazarus from the dead? You remember the prayer Jesus prayed? Some of you who know your Bibles? All of you know your Bibles. But this, Jesus says, Father, he didn't ask Lord. He didn't say, Lord, um, you do me a favor and raise Lazarus up. He said, Father, I thank you that you already heard me. God has already heard you. He heard your, he saw your tears. He saw your pain. He saw your disappointment. He seen, he seen all your frustration. He seen how you turned that dinner plate up when you were so hungry, you smelled that food, and you just said, Lord, I'd rather be in your presence. I'm going to let. He saw all of that, and tonight what we're going to do is we're going to praise him, give him the glory, give him the honor, and celebration of what he has already done. That's your attitude. Your attitude is not, Lord, I'm, I'm still believing. No, no, no. It's done. That's, that's, that's what we're saying tonight, exclamation point done. And we believe that when we do this last little part to close this consecration week, then we're just, the, the testimonies we'll start tonight, but the testimony is going to be for weeks. We're going to be saying people will be coming back uh, two, three weeks, a couple months. You remember we yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, well, God had already did it back then. He did just the manifestation just coming up now. That's how God does it. God, 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 God got a plan and his stuff ain't like yours. He see everything all at one time. He sees the ending and the beginning of the same. That's why you call him Alpha and Omega. He sees the beginning and the ending at the same time. And so tonight, let's sing tonight and let's focus on God. Let's lift our hands 
If you sound bad when you sing, just sound bad when you sing. Don't worry about it. If you want to dance a little bit, dance. If you want to cry, cry. Do whatever you want. But that's for a few songs. We're going to praise God. And then we'll have a time of testimony where people begin to, to share what God did in their life. So come on, stand to your feet. Come on, give God praise as you're standing. That means a praise clap. That means something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all going to have to shake that tiredness off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.